0: Hey everyone, this is Chris Salmon, President of Sanctuary. Welcome back to The Academy, where you get the tools, tips, and advice you need to grow your business. Today on The Academy, we're going to be talking about what I've learned and the advice that I have to share after successfully producing 50 podcast episodes. If you're interested in marketing and growing an existing podcast that you've been doing for a while, this episode probably isn't going to be for you. But if you need advice to just get started and take the first step or you need motivation and tips to keep you going beyond your first few episodes, well then this podcast is definitely going to be valuable and right up your alley. Sound good? Let's jump into it. So today marks the 50th episode of this podcast. As far as podcasts go, 50 episodes is both a small number and a huge number. It's a small number because compared to the top podcasts that have thousands of episodes, 50 episodes is a pretty small number. But as far as podcasts go in general, 50 episodes is a big accomplishment because out of the estimated 2.2 million podcasts available online, only about 700,000 have published more than three episodes. A quarter of all podcasts only have one episode published, which essentially amounts to a lot of abandoned podcasts. Most podcasts, even if they've been doing it for a while, don't even publish on a weekly basis or even a semi-regular basis. So with that said, today I wanted to look back and provide you with my thoughts about what I've learned after producing 50 episodes. I do need to point out then I am by no means a podcasting expert. I have a lot to learn and I think we're just getting started. But I think I have some advice and thoughts to pass on that might help you if you're thinking about starting your own podcast or you just need motivation to keep going. To get the ball rolling, here are just a few interesting stats regarding podcasting in general. Note that the stats do vary widely based on who's reporting. I doubt that there's 100% accuracy in these numbers but they're in the ballpark, and I think they should give you a good idea of where things are landing and heading these days. Here goes, in no specific order. As of the end of 2022, it's estimated that there is well over 424 million podcast listeners. 78% of the U.S. population is aware of podcasts. One-third of the American population listens to podcasts regularly. The podcasting industry will be worth or billion in the near future the top 1% of podcasts get about 4000 downloads in the first 7 days of release the most popular genres comedy social and cultural health and fitness arts and entertainment education most podcasts average 20 to 40 minutes most podcasts get 25 to 30 downloads a month so it doesn't take a lot to get into the top 50% of podcasters so that leads me to my first bit of advice Number one, just start. My first bit of advice is just to start. Decide that you're going to do it and just begin and quit making excuses. Most people don't get this far because it seems like a big task that's beyond them, but they just overthink it. Decide what you're passionate about and dive in. If you can do this more than just a few times, you'll be farther ahead than most. Experiment, learn, break things, and then just publish. This really is one of the biggest challenges you'll face in podcasting. Once you've actually started and published your first episode, you've successfully removed one of the biggest hurdles. Number two, my thoughts on equipment. Equipment, yes, the other big hurdle. So many people don't start with podcasting because they're afraid that they can't afford or even learn to use equipment required. It's another seemingly big hurdle to podcasting. But I'm here to say it doesn't have to be this way. When I started, I bought some decent microphones, plugged them into a cheap soundboard, and then used my computer and free software to record and edit. Total investment was probably less than 150 bucks. After 50 episodes, we're going to be investing a little more money into equipment, but when you're just getting started, you're not sure if you're even going to keep it going past three episodes. Investing in a lot of equipment is not something you have to do. These days, most Everyone has a smartphone, and the microphone on most phones is excellent. All you have to do is decide on a podcasting, recording, and hosting solution and start talking, literally. We'll talk more about this in a few minutes. But the point is that many of these platforms provide you with free recording and basic editing features that you can even use right on your phone. They're intuitive and relatively simple. So using the excuse that you can't afford or even can't learn to use recording and editing equipment shouldn't be a hurdle for most people if you have a phone. Of course, you want to produce the highest quality work, but if equipment is holding you back from just starting, well, you haven't produced anything at all. And that's even worse than producing something that's a little lower quality. Number three, thoughts on recording conversations remotely. So you want to take things to the next level. You want to invest in some basic podcasting software. Maybe you want to record video and audio. Maybe you want to branch out and begin recording a conversation between two people instead of just talking yourself. Maybe you need to record these conversations virtually. Maybe the conversation is between four different people, and you need it to look and sound as good as possible. There are a lot of different ways to come at podcasting beyond just doing a solo podcast of yourself talking about a topic. Again, using basic tools like your smartphone is still an option when you're just getting started. Not having the equipment still isn't an excuse. You can even start with a free Zoom account. But a tool that I've used successfully and can recommend is Riverside.fm. Riverside is affordable. In fact, they actually have a free tier. So again, there's really no excuse to sign up and just get started. A small investment of only $15 a month will get you unlimited recording and editing, 4K video, and high quality audio, and more. Riverside allows you to record audio and video through your computer or your phone's microphone and camera. You can invite others into your studio to record conversations remotely. You can edit your content and even download separate audio and video tracks. If you'd like to produce your podcast in another application, here are some additional quick pros and cons of using Riverside. If you're recording remote conversations, the software records locally, even though you're engaging with others through your web browser. This ensures that even if someone has a bad internet connection or they have buffering issues, the audio is recorded at a high resolution and then uploaded to Riverside in the background. And trust me, even in my limited experience, issues will happen. So this is a great feature, and that ensures that you're able to capture the highest quality audio even with a low-speed internet connection. Can problems still happen? Absolutely. Riverside strives to be foolproof but there's always ways for issues to arise. One example is when I was recording one of my first interviews and a person on the other end had an aging computer. It wasn't their internet connection that was the culprit, but the actual computer. The conversation was over an hour and the computer just couldn't capture and store the audio properly. And it was a loss before I could even upload successfully. I was incredibly disappointed and embarrassed until I found out that even though Riverside tries to record locally by default and capture high-quality audio, the service still tries to record a backup in real-time within the browser. So I was able to recover this lower-quality version of the recording, which wasn't ideal, but it was better than nothing. A better practice might have been to have each participant record audio using their phone or some other method on their end as a secondary backup, even if the sound is not ideal. Because if something can happen, it will you can never be too careful. It's a terrible feeling to feel like you successfully capture some great content just to have it disappear before your eyes. Many times, it might be impossible to ever sync up with the person again or recreate a great conversation. So try to do everything you can to ensure that you're capturing audio in multiple different ways. Are there any more downsides to using Riverside? For those of us who are just getting started, I can't think of many. It's a really great and affordable solution And they've thought of a lot of things that make the recording of a podcast with audio and video easy, intuitive, and relatively foolproof. Number four, my thoughts on editing. Many times, podcasts are just people talking. You hit record and hit the ground running. But many times you might need to do some editing. As mentioned many times, the basic tools that you're using to record and publish your podcast include options for basic editing. You may edit out errors, reduce areas of the conversation that drone on too long, and you can piece together things as needed. You can even do overdubs. For me, I've gotten in the habit of using recording and editing software on my computer. I either download the original audio and import it into the software, or in the case with the solo episodes of this podcast, I record directly into the software and edit on the fly. I use free software called GarageBand on my Mac. Audacity is a great option if you're using PC. For video, I recommend creating the video version of your podcast first. That way you can start with the original audio and video and do your edits that way. When you're happy with the video version, you can just export the audio version and publish it separately. Number five, publishing platform recommendations. Once you have your first episode completed, you have to actually publish it. You can think of this kind of like a website. You can't put your website on your local computer and expect that the world can find and see it you need to choose a dedicated podcast hosting platform. As I mentioned, there are a lot of options for this, and the cost and features vary widely. You'll need to decide what features are important to you and what you're willing to spend. But for me, I think a great option is Anchor. Anchor is owned by Spotify, which makes it easy to distribute your podcast on a massive platform. It has basic recording and editing features, and hosting is free. Again, this removes hurdles, and excuses around why you're unable to get started in the first place. Plus, Spotify is one of the largest music and audio platforms on the planet, which gives you a leg up when you're trying to spread the word and grow the reach of your podcast. Number six, thoughts on consistency and discipline. Okay, you're able to record and edit your podcast, and now you've chosen a platform to host and distribute your podcast. You've created several episodes, and now you can officially call yourself a podcaster. Congratulations, you've made it farther than most. But in my experience, this is where the work really starts. As I said in the beginning of the podcast, there's a sea of abandoned podcasts that only have one episode. Getting past 10 episodes will shave off many more people who had the best intentions. So my advice here is that before you get started, decide if you really have the capacity and desire to do a podcast on a regular basis. Creating a great podcast takes time. Years ago, I tried to start a podcast and failed, mostly because I just didn't have the time to do the work required. Equally important, if you're not extremely passionate about what you're doing, you'll likely lose interest and quickly give up as well. If it feels like something you should be doing, but it's not something you really wanna do, maybe you should skip it. Once you have your wheels in motion, publishing on a regular basis is critical. It doesn't even have to be weekly. Just as long as you decide on a schedule And be disciplined to stick with it. Once a month is even fine. Just stick with it and you'll be ahead of most other podcasters very soon. Decide to do what's reasonable and manageable. And if you find that you can do more, great. But going into podcasting requires consistency and discipline. That's the bottom line. As I'll discuss, it's going to be hard enough to be heard and eventually grow your podcast. You absolutely need to commit to publishing on a regular basis. If you have any question about whether you'll be able to do this, I would consider skipping the whole idea altogether because it doesn't get any easier over time. I should also mention something from personal experience. When I'm looking for a new podcast, I look at how often they publish new episodes. If I see that they haven't published anything for a couple months or longer, I'm going to look elsewhere. I don't need daily or weekly content, but I do need to see that you're committed to what you're doing, or I'm not going to commit to you. Making sure that you're consistently publishing new content on a regular schedule is going to be key to growing your audience. Number seven, thoughts on experimenting. When you first get started, consider experimenting a lot. Creating a solo podcast is easier for many. All you have to do is start talking. But for a lot of people, it's easier to have discussions with others. So it's not all on your shoulders. Maybe if you have a solo podcast, you can collaborate with others behind the scenes. So multiple people can help you lift the load. Try working from a script. Try just talking off the cuff. Have conversations with friends and family or colleagues to lessen the pressure. Try audio only or experiment with video. Try short episodes under five minutes and explore conversations that go on for hours. All of this will help you to zero in on what really works for you and ultimately what your audience likes over time. Number eight, thoughts on collaboration. As I mentioned, it doesn't all have to be on your shoulders. In fact, if you can go into it with a plan to collaborate, the chances that you'll keep going increase greatly. Having a buddy or a team of people will not only help you to lift the load, but these people will also motivate you and hold you accountable. If you're trying to climb a mountain yourself, you'll give up a lot faster if you're trying to get to the summit all by yourself. Maybe someone can research topics for you. Maybe they can write your script or at least get it started. Maybe they're your buddy for conversations when nobody else is available. Maybe someone can take a topic and return with a ton of great data and research. Maybe your buddy just handles all the production, publishing, and marketing. Whatever it is, consider having podcasting buddies so you're at least not doing it all by yourself. This will keep you going when times get challenging. Number 9. Marketing and Slow Growth Now comes the really hard part. Honestly, after 50 episodes, I haven't even tried to market or grow the podcast at all. As I've mentioned to this point, the list of hurdles is really long. I've just been trying to produce good quality content on a regular basis. Basically, I wanted to prove to myself that I could actually do this consistently over a period of time and not quit. Making it to 50 episodes has been, in short, difficult and challenging. Our podcast is published once a week, and every week, the work is waiting for me to tackle. So taking on the work of growing the audience has been beyond me at this point. I'd be lying if I said I had any specific advice about how to actually grow a podcast beyond being consistent and creating great content. I guess that'll be a topic for discussion in the future. But there is one thing I've realized. Publishing alone will not magically result in thousands of downloads and a huge audience. Even though we're far ahead of most people with our 50 episodes, our podcast isn't even close to being in the top 50% of podcasts. Remember, that only takes 25 to 30 downloads a month to be in the top 50. As you can expect, this isn't very motivating for most people. It's hard enough to publish, but even after putting in all the work, the stats about who's actually listening can kill your motivation. Couple this with the challenge of doing all the work yourself, it really can be a complete deal killer. My advice, become blind to this and just keep going. But I get that it's hard to spend your time doing something when nobody's listening. But I say, focus on consistently publishing and slowly finding ways to spread the word over time. Podcasting is all about who can commit for the long term. and Just put their head down and keep going. Another tip is to produce content that's evergreen. That way, even though you don't currently have an audience, you're not wasting your time on content that's going to be outdated. Over time, your work will compound and become a valuable resource for your audience to consume in the future. You might have five people listen per episode. Pretty soon, it will be 10, and then eventually you'll have an audience. Creating evergreen content is an investment versus creating episodes that will be outdated in the future. The reality is that growth will be incredibly slow unless you have a lot of time, money, and expertise to consistently market and evangelize your podcast. Most people don't have this extra time after they've created their content. Be aware of this as you get into podcasting because it can be very challenging and unmotivating to see that after all your hard work, you have an audience of five people every week. But in my opinion, this is five more people than the next guy. These are five people that you get to speak directly to every week. With every new episode you publish, you're speaking to those people over and over. How often do you get to talk to even a small audience of five people on a regular basis? Just stick with it and know that success will compound over time and you will eventually grow your audience if you keep working at it. But you need to be aware that unless you're extremely lucky or you have some other kind of platform to tell people about your podcast, some form of paid or organic marketing will be required to reach the masses. At a minimum, it's going to take a lot of time to manually spread the word through guerrilla methods and outreach. So I think it's about time to wrap it up. So here are some thoughts on future ideas and challenges. So for me, if I'm being honest, after 50 episodes I feel accomplished, but I also feel exhausted. 50 episodes is a big deal and I've traveled farther on this journey than most. It's farther than I expected. But at the same time, I need to keep taking my own advice to stay motivated every week, and to get more help. I've tried to do this over the last year, but if I had to pick one big thing to keep this thing going, I need others to help carry the load, to help with marketing the podcast. I need ideas and people to help with writing and research. I need some reliable buddies to come along with me and to motivate me. I need people to talk to, or people who want to talk to other people. I need someone to help with recording and editing the audio. And don't even get me started with what's involved with producing video assets from a podcast. All of this is a critical part of successfully producing a podcast beyond just recording and publishing, and you can never have enough help or support. So, what's my big takeaway beyond all the advice that I've shared today? What's the biggest, most important thing that I've learned? For me, I think I've learned that I'm a believer in podcasting, and if you're able to be consistently disciplined to keep it going, your work and time, will be a great investment. If your goal is to speak to an audience, educate or entertain them, there's no better way than audio and video podcasting. If your content is evergreen, it's even better. It will never be outdated, and every month you'll be building on top of your foundation and speaking to more and more people over time. Stay committed. Keep exploring, experimenting, improving, and most of all, just keep going. After producing 50 episodes, This is the best advice that I can give. This has been the Academy Podcast, where you get the tools, tips, and advice you need to grow your business. As always, thanks for listening. Please visit us at academypodcast.com to find your way to more great content. You can stay connected with us on social media or by subscribing to emails that are full of additional news, advice, downloads, webinars, and special content. The Academy is a service of Sanctuary. Visit us online at sanctuarymg.com if you need a partner to help you grow your business. If I can help you in any way, please connect with me on social media or email me directly at chris, C-H-R-I-S, at sanctuarymg.com. If you've enjoyed our podcast, please take a moment and leave us a review. It really helps us out and our team will greatly appreciate the feedback. Thanks again for listening and I hope we'll connect again soon in the near future.